Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode today. So, before we get started, I just want to say that this is the second time that I've recorded this podcast because when I when I went back to edit the first version of this episode, I realized that. So basically, um, with everyone locked down in quarantine, everyone's working from home, and the person that lives next to me <laughs> is a music teacher. And so literally I was sitting here getting real deep and, you know, talking about just really intense things. And then in between the silences of my speech and what I was saying was just like a guitar solo of the song Pony. (laughs) You know the song Pony, like the Ride It Pony. I can't even like, (laughs) I'm getting embarrassed just talking about it right now. But like, I don't even know who... I don't even know who that song's by, but you know, it goes dun 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 ride it my pony. You know that song? <laughs> I never thought that I would ever be on a podcast talking to you guys and singing that song. So, you know, maybe this won't make it into the original cut of this episode, but maybe it will. Who knows? But I just wanted to preface that you know this episode has been recorded twice this is attempt number two so i hope you guys enjoy it um and so yeah let's get on with the show and before i forget i just want to give a shout out to all the patrons out there who signed up to support the show on patreon from last week's episode you guys are amazing and incredibly quick (laughs) I really, really appreciate everyone's support, not even only on Patreon, but on Instagram and the reviews on iTunes and everything. And just me being able to sit here and talk into a mic, knowing that there are people on the other side of this listening to this, that's just an absolute dream come true. So I can't thank you guys enough for all the support that you guys have given me and the show. You guys are fabulous and amazing and I love you guys so much. Okay guys, so this topic today really just fires me up and that's exactly what you guys will be getting today. You'll get fiery Gretchen, not calm, soothing, loving Gretchen. Although I'm still loving, it's just in a a fiery way. If you want to listen to something a little bit more soothing and relaxing, then I'd recommend switching to a different episode or maybe even listening to some classical music, whatever gets you going. But today we will be talking about sacred disapproval. And I'm so in love with this concept so much. And, you know, it just, it started from the idea of how much of our authenticity gets sacrificed in order to avoid the disapproval of others, right? How much of ourselves, how much of our truths, truths, how much of our truth, 
not plural, how much of our truth gets sacrificed in order to avoid disappointing other people, right? Like, how do you feel when people say they're disappointed in you? How do you feel when you get disapproval from people? How does that make you feel about yourself? And, you know, I'm someone who, when I was younger, anytime anyone would ever scold me for anything, I would feel so ashamed about it for days. Just picture, you know, young little Gretchen running around and if someone tells her that she's doing something wrong, then she's internalizing that crap and she's saying, oh my God, I am wrong. (laughs) And then, you know, that little girl blossomed into me talking about this stuff and saying how messed up it is. But, you know, I don't think it's our fault. I don't think this is has anything to do with the truth of who we are. I think it's honestly just how innocent we are and how loving we were when we first came here as these innocent, pure beings. And we still are these innocent, pure beings. It's just we've believed other people and believed all these things that people had said to us that, you know, we weren't smart enough, we're not worthy enough, we're not good enough. And we've internalized that. And I think adulthood, true adulthood, at least how I'm exploring adulthood, is the art of unraveling all of that in order to transcend it and step into who you want to become. So anyways, I digress. (laughs) Wow, so this is, yeah, this is the type of episode you guys are going to be getting. But anyways, back to sacred disapproval. Sacred disapproval is being willing to upset other people. Sacred disapproval is being willing to disappoint your family, your friends, your partners, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, everyone, in order to serve the divinity within you. You know, that holy part of yourself that has been buried and hidden and forgotten. But let me just tell you, embracing sacred disapproval can feel so liberating to someone who has spent her life people-pleasing and trying to gain the approval of other people and someone who never wanted to see anyone upset or hurt or angry with her. I wanted to share these concepts as a response to everyone out there who is going through the same things, right? Going through this struggle to advocate for themselves. This is for those who struggle with the people-pleasing and who always put others first before themselves, who give and give and give to others, and at the end of the day, there is nothing left for themselves. This is dedicated to you guys. And as a nurse... Especially in these times, I know that there are a lot of people out there who work in healthcare and who work in, you know, any industry that helps people. They tend to do this. They tend to be natural caregivers, but in that sense, they often forget about themselves. And I think that's what makes us effective caregivers is because we do forget about ourselves and we do step in and help people when it's needed But there needs to be a balance in that so it can be sustainable and we don't burn ourselves out because we are an important part of that equation too, right? In order for other people to be helped, 
we need to be okay in ourselves. In fact, we need to be great within ourselves and feel like we are being nourished so we can put our best foot forward. And so just aligning, at least for me, aligning myself in concepts like this that helps me detach from other people really actually helps me help other people in a more impactful way and in a way that resonates with me and that I can sit and coach people for hours and talk about this stuff for hours because I'm so nourished from the inside and at the end of the day it's just I'm so energized I can't even go to sleep I'm not even as drained as people would think and we can achieve that level of energy with the work that we do in this world by nourishing ourselves first and creating this boundary and honoring the divinity within us. And so sacred disapproval is a path to that. And right off the bat, here's the first thing that needs to be let go of in order to fully embrace this concept of sacred disapproval. We need to give up the need for ego peace. And what I mean by ego peace is this idea of trying to manage other people's external peace. Making sure you don't disrupt their ego's sense of peace and comfort and predictability and ideas of how the world should be. Because the price of that type of ego peace is you. Really, think about it. How much of yourself have you given away to others? How much of your truth and authenticity have you sacrificed to make sure their egos feel comfortable? And here's the thing. If someone is not comfortable with the way you express who you are, then that is a reflection of what is in them, not you. And it doesn't matter who this person is. It could be your friend's It could be your mom, your dad, it could be your priest, your guru, your yoga teacher, your role model, you know, the people who used to bully you in school. It could be all those people and their reaction at the end of the day, their reaction is always a reflection of what's within them and it has nothing to do with you. The amazing Wayne Dyer, who's one of my favorite authors, He said that if you squeeze an orange, you'll get orange juice. Because that is what is inside of an orange. It does not matter who does the squeezing. If you squeeze the orange, or if your friend squeezes the orange, or if Oprah squeezes the orange, it does not matter. You will still get orange juice because that is already what's within it. You were not placed on this earth to micromanage everyone else's ego drives and thoughts and emotions. You were not placed on this earth to make sure everyone likes you. You were not placed on this earth as the unique being that you are to simply tiptoe around other people's egos. You have the power and might of mountains within you. You are the divinity in perfect form. I got so angry the other day because I was making a decision around something major in my life and my dad was trying to talk me down and was saying, you know, it would really make me happy if you did this and if you bought a house and you didn't rent and, you know, it's better to buy a house and blah, 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 and you should do this with your money. And I got so angry (laughs) 
not because of him and what he was saying. In fact, it had nothing to do with him. I got angry because his expectations of who I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing, I got angry that those things felt important to me. I got angry because I was being emotionally tugged and affected by those expectations and it was clear that there was a part of me that believed that I am here to make my parents happy. I am responsible for my parents' happiness. I have to make decisions that make them proud of me. That is what I got angry about. And so at this point, I would like to introduce to you a goddess that has saved my soul in the realm of self-advocacy and people-pleasing and just standing up for yourself. And this goddess is the Hindu goddess Kali, who is defiant and ruthless about her love. And studying her, studying her energy, her presence, that vicious, heavy-hitting, intense, protective energy has been so inspiring for me in this journey. Because Kali symbolizes fierce love. She is willing to disrupt the peace in order to serve love. I saw a quote by Danielle Laporte that reminds me of Kali. And it said, be willing to ruin the party. And that's exactly what she does. Invoking the energy of Kali liberates me. Because she embodies this different feminine archetype that I think many of us have no idea even exists. It's this coexistence between the ruthlessness and love. Love doesn't always have to be gentle. To be loving does not mean you have to be a doormat. Because you are part of that love. Loving you and doing what's best for you is a demonstration of that love. It's not only about loving others. It's time to start including you in that love as well. If you don't know who Kali is, I encourage you to Google an image of her. (laughs) At first glance, she's quite scary. She has multiple arms with weapons and this long pointy tongue sticking out. And she's wearing like this necklace with skulls. She's holding the head of a demon she had just slayed. She's just this very intense, intense goddess. From the Divine Feminine Oracle Guidebook from Megan Watterson, she describes Kali to be as subtle as a sledgehammer. She liberates the truth of who you are. She's like the death card and the tower card and the empress card all in one. The destruction and death that she represents is always here to serve the powerful love she has for you. I think many of us who end up falling into the trap of people-pleasing have this underdeveloped Kali side of ourselves. That inner raging energy within us that somehow we have repressed early on because we thought it was bad. Right? We got praise from the world when we shared our toys. We got praise from the world when we obeyed the adults in our lives. We got praise and a good job when we were happy and smiling. You know, smiling for the camera. (laughs) Maybe we got punished for being angry or expressing any other negative emotion. So we diluted our power by believing that the only way to go about life is to be nice and considerate. And then our anger gets bottled up to the point where we either attack ourselves or other people in a way that serves no one. 
because we get sick and tired of playing nice instead of embodying the wholeness of who we are. Kali shows us the energy of ruthless love. The type of love a mother lion would exhibit if someone were to try to hurt her cubs. That ground-shaking, deafening roar that takes no prisoners. That is what I feel like her energy represents for me. And it just shows that there are so many faces of love. And this is the type of love that doesn't play small. This is the type of love that wouldn't hesitate to do what it has to do to protect what it cherishes the most. And so in this situation, as I was dealing with this anger that was rising within me, I invoked the Kali within me to handle those beliefs I had. The beliefs that said, I am here to make them happy. That I am here to fit the role other people put me in. That I am responsible for their happiness and that their opinion of me is who I was and who I'll always be. I mentally surrendered those beliefs to her. And I was sitting just mentally surrendering and an image came to my mind of Kali taking a sword and cutting down those beliefs that seemed to torment me so much with her ferocious, wild scream. And this was so beautiful. Because for some of us, when we do this, it'll feel like it's the first time anything has ever defended us so ruthlessly. For some of us, it will feel like we're finally being seen for the very first time. And for some of us, it'll be the first time that anyone has ever acknowledged how important it is that you be your authentic self. That your authentic self, your authentic truth is worth fighting for, is worth defending against anything that wants to mess with it or dilute it in any way. And here's the thing. In doing this, you are not making anyone into an enemy. You are not fighting against the people in your life that may have triggered this. Remember the orange juice metaphor. You are simply facing the orange juice. It has nothing to do with the person squeezing it. It is about purging those destructive inner beliefs that have held you hostage for so long. And if you're to make anything an enemy, it's those beliefs, it's those misaligned ideas that continue to diminish the magnificence that you are. And so I believe anger can be a good thing if it is channeled in the right way. Because it is this same type of anger that has fueled many of our civil rights movements. It is this same anger that says, no more, I will not continue to live this way. I deserve better. My people deserve better. And any topics around people-pleasing, and whenever I hear about people feeling like they need to dilute themselves in order to appease family or friends or spouses, it breaks my heart. But it also fuels me with anger, like a productive anger. It's like, no, absolutely not. You are divine and you are nothing but divine. And you are not here to make their egos comfortable. And again, it's not anger towards the people. I just want to keep reminding you of that because I can see people getting put off by this idea because they don't want to hurt other people or have any ill intent towards other people. This is not about the people, right? Because if it's not your dad, 
that's making you feel angry. It's your mom that's making you feel angry or it's your cousin or your friend or your coworker that's, you know, squeezing the orange to express this orange juice. It's not about who is triggering this within you, right? If you want to look at it this way, it can be seen as those people are representing the divinity dressed in a variety of disguises who are here to help you and who are simply here to show you what needs to be purged and what is not serving you anymore. You can see them as helpers activating the change that needs to happen within you so you can boldly step into your authentic presence today. I'm not about war, but if you're going to wage war, wage wars on ideas not people. Wage war on the destructive beliefs that cause us to think we are anything less than divine beings. And here's the thing, the rage isn't meant to last forever. It's only meant to clear out what isn't serving you. That rage is meant to pass just like everything else in this life. And once the fires have gone out and the dust settles, what's left will be the truth of you. What is left is everything that you truly are. And the more you continue to liberate yourself in this way, the more you show others how to liberate themselves too. Here's a quote from an unknown source that shows what happens after the dust of the rage settles. Be so completely yourself that everyone else feels safe to be themselves too. And that is how we can stay true to our desire for peace. It's not the type of peace that puts a band-aid on top of a gaping wound. It's a type of peace that I believe we are all actually seeking. To be in a world where more and more people are able to feel good about who they really are. A world where you don't have to hide anymore. A world where you can be bold and honest and different and uniquely yourself. Your presence matters. The real you matters. And that person is worth fighting for. And so... Back to sacred disapproval. Sacred disapproval is the practice of respecting the disapproval you may receive in stepping into your authentic self. And I want to bring this up again, that if someone is giving you disapproval, if someone is upset with you for making your own empowered choices, they are simply expressing the disapproval that is already within them. It's the orange juice coming out of the orange. It has nothing to do with you. And if you weren't the one squeezing the orange, chances are there were plenty of other people and circumstances and, you know, life events that would squeeze that orange. (laughs) So if you keep thinking, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Remember, it's not about you. It's about them and what's going on in their minds. Secondly, sacred disapproval serves as a signal that you are doing something right and you are being bold and seizing the day. That you are stepping into your authenticity. You are honoring the divinity within you. You are advocating for yourself. And when you honor all the disapproval that you may get, 
all the disappointment from other people, you will no longer be afraid to go after your biggest dreams. Nothing will stop you. You will no longer be playing small. You will no longer be living your life for other people. So bless all the disapproval, all their opinions, and see how they are simply the signals, the green lights that indicate to you that you are doing something right for yourself. Thank you so much for tuning into this fiery episode of Self Love Tarot. And for anyone who wants to support the creation and expansion of the show, I do have a Patreon account and I'll leave the link in the episode notes for anyone who wants to be part of this wild, amazing journey as I continue to build this podcast. And as a thank you to my patrons, you guys will be getting monthly access to some podcast extras. So for example, some behind the scenes content, my creative process, all of that and more. So go check that out if that is something you want to be a part of. And again, I want to just do another reminder here that I am offering something absolutely amazing on the Self Love Tarot Instagram. So if you haven't been following me yet, go and follow me. Check my stories, check my previous posts because I have been offering something for the month of May that has been so amazing and um, it's, let me just give you a hint, it's given me an amazing chance to talk to some of you guys one-on-one, but that's all I'll say. So go check the Instagram out, check out what that offering is, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye!